As the owner and founding father of TR Historical, Dave Boussier took what he learned in a previous long career in retail and combined it with what he loved, history, to create his own family-owned small business, a one-stop shop for people who love the past. The products TR Historical sells are aimed to help people express their enthusiasm for subjects just like fans of sports teams, brands, activities, or destinations typically do. TR Historical offers items from many different subjects and time periods worldwide. Ancient history, American Revolution, the World Wars, the Civil War, science, and art history. They typically only feature the deceased, allowing a place that is typically comfortable and safe for shoppers despite different politics of the day. Their hope is to make history fresh and more engaging while supporting fans of the subject. They support sites and opportunities, when available, that bring history to people in an engaging way. And right now, you can go to trhistorical.com and use the promo code TATTOO to get 10% off your order. That's T-A-T-T-O-O. Use that code at checkout to get 10% off. You'll be supporting a small business during these trying times and obtaining some new history swag for your home, closet, or office space. Go check out trhistorical.com today. Hey everybody, welcome to the Tattooed Historian Show. My name's John, I am the Tattooed Historian, and for this episode of the show, I want to go back to what we were talking about a couple weeks ago with branding, and I want to talk about a different platform than we've been talking about. This was one of my first three, the original three platforms that I put the Tattooed Historian brand on, and I haven't gone over it yet, and I think it's time that we really go in depth for the next half hour or so on Twitter. Why did I start using Twitter? How have I used Twitter? How how am I using it differently than I used it in the past? We're going to go over all that. But I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, right from the top of the show, for the amazing amount of downloads that you guys have been giving me and and just uh you know this this show has taken on a life of its own in new and different ways because when you go out there and you hear a lot of other history podcasts you hear just history and and that's beautiful and I love that but I want to understand how to do history I want to uh engage with you in new ways where we're talking about how I've built a brand the business side of doing history. That's what really fascinates me, and I think we can get a lot out of it together. We can help each other out. I can bring you value. Instead of this just being another interview show or this day in history kind of a brand, this was a brand to open doors for people in new ways. I wanted to bring voices on here who you know, don't, don't get to go to the conferences. Maybe they can't afford to go. Maybe they don't have the ability to go, but they have a way to have a voice on my brand. And that's how my Facebook page started. Later on, that's how my Instagram uh, page started. But Twitter was my third one. And I think I actually started it before Instagram. It was uh, more well-suited for me to connect with people in a relatively quick manner. And it still is. You know, back in the day, we had less characters, to utilize on Twitter. So it was a little tough to 
I guess, teach history on Twitter. You had to create threads and you had to do all kinds of stuff and it was just a mess. Or you had to link your your post to a Facebook post, which is all well and good. But now Twitter has doubled the size of how much text you can put in there, how many letters, and it's easier than ever to actually help people understand the historical narrative on Twitter. So if you've started a brand or if you just want to utilize your name in some form or fashion, I, I submit to you, get over there on Twitter and you know grab that name before someone else does. In my case, I had to make sure there was nobody else on there who was the tattooed historian, but I quickly found out that the tattooed historian is too long of a character name. Uh, there are too many characters in the name for me to grab that. So there is no the tattooed historian as far as the uh, at symbol is concerned because you're going to be known as at whatever. Uh, mine is inked historian, at inked historian, I-N-K-E-D historian. And when you go to that, you'll see that it comes up on the main page and it does say the tattooed historian. And then I have my bio and I have links on there as well. This is what you're going to want to do. You're going to, have to come up with uh, your your Twitter name, your handle on Twitter. If your brand is too long, name too uh, you know the name is too long, or if your name is too long, you're going to have to figure out how to condense that into a smaller area so it's at something, and you move on to the next thing. Luckily, inked historian wasn't taken, so I took that. So if you go over on Twitter and you look that up, you'll go to my main page and you'll see my latest tweets. You'll see a pinned tweet on there. And pinned just means it's pinned to the top. So that's the first thing you see. You'll see my bio and some other things. This will be the first thing that you do when you set up your, your Twitter account. Now, maybe you've already done this. And this is just going back over some old things. And that's fine. We all need to learn. We all need to start from the top. But then you're going to have to use one of the most underappreciated parts of many platforms. And that's your search bar. We're going back to the search bar again. Uh, you know, searching isn't just for Google anymore. You're going to want to search Twitter and you're going to want to find people who can be colleagues, friends, uh, co-workers, possibly, uh, and other people who you want to reach out to. So go into that search bar and start thinking about what it is you do where it is you work, uh, what time period of history you like, and start searching for that in the search bar. And you will find the latest trending people who have done that, the latest accounts. You'll see the top ones. And you'll be able to search through there and find people relatively quickly. Now, if you're a historian, there is a hashtag specifically for you on Twitter, and it's hashtag Twitterstorian. So it's Twitter and then S-T-O-R-I-N, Twitter Storian. I use it all the time. In fact, it's in my bio that I'm a hashtag Twitter Storian. Uh, this just means you're a historian on Twitter. And you'll notice when I tweet from time to time, uh, multiple times a day usually, I'll use the hashtag Twitter Storians if I want to get in touch with other historians on Twitter. Let's say it's something to do with uh, a program I'm going to be putting on a live stream or another podcast has just dropped like this one. I'm going to want to tell people that are Twitter historians, that are historians on Twitter, hey, you want to check this out. And many times I don't use the hashtag because sometimes it's just me 
Uh, maybe I'm retweeting something one of my favorite sports figures just did. But it's not historical in nature. It's simply just something that I'm really interested in. Twitter allows you to do all that. Go on there, look up, you know, say if you're into the Battle of Gettysburg, for example, you're going to want to go on there, you're going to want to search in the Twitter bar, in a Twitter search bar, uh, Gettysburg, or uh, National Park Service, Battle of Gettysburg, on and on and on. Maybe some sort of uh, personality from that battle you want to look up. And you're going to start to see people who are also talking about that person or talking about that event, or talking about that area, or they're from the area. And this is a great way for you to reach out and find a new audience. And it literally takes five minutes of your time. That's a very important thing. Something else that's very underutilized is the trending things going on on Twitter. What's trending in the world today? Perhaps there's a way you can connect the historical narrative with something that's trending on Twitter. If there's something going on that's political in the modern sense, but also can be connected to something in a previous political movement, uh, cultural movement, historical memory, that's a great way for you to jump on the hashtag that's trending right now and connect it with the historical narrative using primary source materials or using your knowledge from whatever it is you study. Connecting with this audience, you're going to want to go where the attention is. You're going to want to seek out that attention from other people and have the patience to build. That's very, very important. Hashtags are your best friend. We used to make fun of them. We used to say, oh, that's just nothing. That's just something silly. And that's how it usually begins with a lot of things. We thought Facebook was silly, and it was just for kids. We thought Instagram was silly, and it was just for kids. We thought TikTok was silly, and it's just for kids. And now look at it. Don't underestimate the power of the hashtag. Seriously. That's where you're going to want to go. That's how you're going to network in this era, is through those hashtags. It's very, very important. Also, if you're a historian or an archivist or an archaeologist, a lot of your professional organizations are on Twitter. The, the OAH is on Twitter. The Society for Military Historians is on Twitter. Uh, Society of American Archivists is on Twitter. You can reach out and start to connect with these organizations in new and fantastic ways. Perhaps you can get the latest information on a conference that's coming up. Perhaps you can get the latest information on an article that's been published. That's really, really key to your effort. One thing that I really started to utilize, though, is if you go over, if you're on PC, most of you are probably going to use this on your phone, but if you ever go on PC or on your laptop and you go to your Twitter homepage and you look everything up, on the left-hand side, you're going to see your notifications bar, messages, your explorer with the hashtag, bookmarks, but then you're going to see something really cool, and that's the lists. And you can make your own list of people on Twitter. So let's say you want to uh, have people who study the same thing you do. Your niche, for example. Maybe you're into the American Revolution in Boston, Massachusetts, and you want to look up everyone in Boston who studies it. You want to look up everyone around the country who studies Boston and the Revolution, and you can make a list on there and the accounts can be anyone you add to that list and they just have that one thing in common with you 
for example, my list, I have one list so far. That's all I have. And my list is, uh, are people who I want to interview on a live stream or on a podcast. And so I literally have a list that says people I wish to interview. And I go right down the line. I have links to their, uh, you know, to their, to their, their Twitter account. And then I can click on them and I can see what they study. I can see what they've just posted and we can go from there. So I don't have to search through, through Twitter and be like, oh, I found someone on Twitter like three days ago and I wanted to put them down for an interview, but I can't remember their name. This is a great way for me to list them. And I can go right in there and I can say, here's my list of everyone that I wish to interview that who I've found so far. And that list is growing by the week. And that's really, really important for you to consider going forward. Make a list of people who study the same thing you do. Make a list of people who are into the niche that you're into. Perhaps you're into some sort of art style. You can find those kind of people. Perhaps you're into uh, the history of a certain TV show. I'm sure someone has a lot of that going on. As I've said, there's someone on Twitter right now who is making uh, a lot of you know, imprints on people's lives just by studying Muppet history. You can do just about anything now. And Twitter allows you to do that. So go in there and make a list in your off time of people who you would like to collaborate with, colleagues, uh, people you've met at conferences, and put them all in there. Perhaps your next uh, panel for a conference is going to come out of the list that you have on Twitter. Perhaps your next collaborative effort on a, on a tour is going to come out of those lists or someone you'd like to partner up with for a book or an article that could all come from Twitter. We have to understand that whatever we put into any kind of online format, we get out. If you put something good in, you're going to get good out. If you go on there just to troll people, you're going to be trolled and you're going to be played. That's not the way to move forward here in the future, it's very important for you to understand that you have the opportunity now on Twitter and all the other apps that I've told you about to make a difference for free in someone's life. That's huge. And it means a lot to those who are listening out there that you are at least trying to make an imprint. One thing I also liked about Twitter was when I go on PC and I look at it that way, I can go down below profile is a little link that says more and you can actually go see your analytics and you get to see how many people are visiting your profile. How many people have seen your tweets? How many times have you been mentioned in the last 30 days in a tweet? How many followers do you have? So, for example, you know me, I love charts and graphs and statistics. That's my thing because as a business person working in the history field, I have to understand my reach. I have to understand who I'm reaching out to. So, for example, mine, the last 28 days, I have done, as of this recording, 106 tweets in the last 28 days. That's down roughly 11% from the last 28 days. So I know I have to work on that. I want to get that up. I want to get as many tweets out there as possible that are good ones, not just, you know, things to throw out there to see if someone bites. I want to see what kind of value I can bring to you. So I might want to think about that for the why are my tweets down and how can I what can I do to turn that around? 
And because my tweets are down, my overall impressions on those tweets are down. Meaning, how many people, tweet impressions is, how many people saw that tweet in their feed? And how many times was it seen by someone? My tweet impressions for the last 28 days is 84,000 times. 84,000 times it's been seen in some people's feeds. Okay? That's down 29%. So you can see I tweeted 11% less than I did the last 28 days, and I'm down 29% in tweet impressions. That gives you an idea with those percentages that if I'm down a certain amount of percentage tweets, you can double that and think about how many impressions you're down. Those are very important numbers. You can see your profile visits. How many times have people been to your profile? Over the last 28 days, 3,900 people have visited my profile. How many times have I been mentioned in 28 days? 102, according to this number. That's still down 50% from the last 28 days. And my only number which has gone up are my followers. I'm up 20 followers in 28 days, which is fantastic for me. And I now have close to 2,800 followers. And you can see all those numbers when you go into your summary. When you go in there and just see your analytics, understand where you're falling short. Uh, perhaps you're looking at your top tweet, your top follower, someone who's always there doing stuff, you know, checking out what you're up to and things like that. It's very, very important. Um, I was very surprised my top follower in January was the National Council for Public History. I thought that was amazing. I really, really enjoyed seeing that. You never know who's going to be out there and looking at what you are putting out there for the masses. It's huge. It is a huge undertaking out here on Twitter because it is constantly updating. If you want to keep up with Twitter in a very good way, the best thing I can tell you is if you're on PC, check out tweetdeck.twitter.com. So just go into Google and type in tweetdeck. T-W-E-E-T-D-E-C-K. You can actually link your account for free to this deck, and now it's going to automatically update. So as Twitter updates with everyone that you follow, it's going to automatically update on a screen. It's going to scroll like you're scrolling down the page. It's very easy for me to sit here during my workday, put TweetDeck on over on my second screen, and I can keep an eye on everything that's going on in my circle. I can understand when a new article drops. I can see when a new call for papers comes out. I can see when uh, something happens in the historical front where I need to reach out to that person and speak with them. Someone may scroll through there and they're one of the people on my list who I want to interview. And now they're talking about a book or they're talking about an article they just wrote. And now will be the time for me to reach out. It's a very, very important resource to use that. So not only should you download and get an account on Twitter, which is totally free. Remember, this is free marketing and advertising for you. This is like having an RCV or another resume. But I would also utilize TweetDeck. The full uh, address for it is tweetdeck.twitter.com. Just type that into the bar. You'll be able to go to that site, link your Twitter account to it, and then you'll see 
your home page and it will continually jostle because people are posting and then you'll see your notifications. It's a great way for you to keep up with your Twitter account and understand what people are saying in the very moment. When there's breaking news going on in the world, I tend to go over and I utilize TweetDeck even harder because I want the most up-to-date information I can get from reliable sources. Uh, And that's a very, very important tool to use there. Many places and many times you're going to uh, see people put out calls for papers. Uh, Organizations are going to post latest updates. They're going to say, hey, our newest journal is out. We're looking for people to write in our next journal. Conferences need this. We need a chapter on that. They put it up on Twitter a lot. And there are tons and tons and tons of historians on Twitter showcasing their talents or they're talking about uh, something that they just wrote. They're reacting to things in the moment. When historical events are going down in the world, they're reacting immediately to that. And you're going to want to be a part of that conversation. Why? Because it's all about networking. It's all about getting in the spotlight of someone who you think you could work with or who you admire. Uh, It's a great resource for that. I can't stress it enough, though. Use those hashtags when you're on here because you're going to see trending hashtags and trending stories, and you're going to realize that there's a lot here for you to utilize. Now, it's going to give you your For You page when you check out Explore, like when you go into the search. And maybe you're going to see some things in there that you can utilize yourself, which allows you to build upon your brand. Sometimes it's nothing to do with it. So it takes time. That hour that you spend in the evening watching Netflix, hey, you could be taking an hour and networking on Twitter. Remember how important I said it was for a LinkedIn. A LinkedIn account is very, very important in this day and age. Twitter is very important in that you get to see the real side of historians. Maybe not the history feel, but you get to see the raw emotional side of historians. You get to see how they react in the moment to certain things going on. It could be a movie uh, that they're watching. It could be a documentary. It could be something going on on the sports field. Sometimes that happens. But it's a way for you to see that historians are real. Historians are people, just like you. And I like it for that reason because it shows an authentic side of historians. You'll be surprised what you'll find on Twitter. And you'll see the field slightly differently because it allows you to see it for what it is. Its authenticity comes out. You can't hide a lot of people say, well, you know, social media made made us mad and, uh, you know, we're crazy because of social media and, and we would never act like this without social media. Social media has just exposed us for who we are. You know, your, your crazy uncle who posted something on Facebook was always that crazy. Facebook didn't make him post that. Twitter won't make you post something crazy. You know, Instagram doesn't make you post something crazy. That's just a cop-out. We're starting to see who we really are as a people, and we're starting to see why I believe we have a... This is like Reconstruction 3.0, in my opinion. 
where we're coming to terms with who we are as a people here in the United States. You see it on Facebook, you see it on Twitter, and we're seeing how we react to that. And in that sense, historians are also reacting in different ways. They're looking back at the Whig Party. They're looking at the antebellum era. They're looking at Reconstruction 1.0, as I call it. You can get involved in that conversation in a very productive way, not a negative way, a productive way, a way that brings value on these sites. And you'd be surprised who answers you, who talks with you on there. Such a great networking opportunity, and if you're not utilizing it to its fullest extent, you're missing out. Hop into someone's direct messages. If you, if you follow someone, they follow you, you might have the ability to direct message them. Hop in there and say how much you love their last book or their last article. Or, hey, I met you at this conference. Or, we used to work together on this project. Because it's not like an email. Emails get shoved off in the junk folders. Or someone may have a secretary who checks all that out, an administrative assistant. Here they don't. 95% of the time, they're looking at their messages themselves. You get direct access to people who you wish to you know, say thank you to. You, you want to tell them that their last book was amazing. You really enjoyed it. You were compelling at this one panel I saw you at two years ago. Never be afraid to reach out to people and just say hello. We got to get over this thought that it's that networking is hard. Networking isn't hard. Networking is very easy. It's never been easier to network. Twitter allows us to do that. Twitter allows us to network in new and exciting ways. And Twitter's not new. But it for the field, for the history field, it's relatively new. We won't even get into TikTok how new that is compared to Twitter. That'll be a future podcast. But what I'm telling you is that between Facebook and Instagram, you can showcase your chops as a historian or whatever niche you're into, whatever your field of study is. We went over LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great way for you to keep a professional appearance to yourself or your authentic professional appearance to yourself, I should say, while engaging with colleagues and other people in your field. Twitter is basically taking LinkedIn and Facebook and smashing it together because you're going to see people talk about everything and anything on Twitter, just like many times they do on Facebook. But then you're going to see the professional side of the field coming out, the people who are the movers and shakers, as we would say, of the traditional history field. And that is where you meet a lot of interesting people. That's why I love uh, utilizing Twitter to its fullest extent, because you can do so much on it. You can connect with someone in just a few characters, and they appreciate it, or they ignore you, whichever way it may be. But at least you're being seen. You're getting that attention for a moment. And that's not an egotistical attention. It's not the kind of attention you want. You want the attention just to be seen as a colleague, you know. That's a very, very important thing. Just to know that someone's out there who's trying to do the same thing you're doing, that niche is being covered in new and exciting ways, that is a huge thing for many people. And even people who have been in the field for 30 years appreciate seeing new blood pop up in their feed and say hello. 
or give them a side argument to something. And when I mean side argument, I mean maybe not playing devil's advocate, but coming at a primary resource a little bit differently than someone else and then having that little debate like historians do. It's a wonderful resource for us to reach out and be a part of it. You're going to be able to bookmark things. You're going to be able to say, I want to save this for later. I want to be able to save this particular post because this means a lot to me. This will help me with my paper. This fits into my book. Uh, Whatever it could be. This would be a great idea for a panel. You can bookmark those. You can do a lot on Twitter now. It's not like it was years and years ago when it first started. Because remember, you know, it takes a while to build up something. Uh, An app pops up tomorrow. It's not going to gain steam for a few years. In most cases. In many cases. It's not going to gain steam for two to three years. People are going to jump on it and they're going to be the first ones there. And they're going to experience it first. But for it to really become a cultural thing, it takes a while. It really does. It's not a it's not a new game that comes out like we had the uh, the the big bubble of Among Us going on and it but but even that game had been out for a few years before celebrities picked it up and started moving. And guess when Twitter got big? When celebrities got on there and started moving it forward. It takes a while for these things to become big. So when you see a new app or platform pop up, I don't want you to dismiss it right away. I want you to just consider, maybe I should put my name over there without posting. Just take the name so I have it. And if it gets big in a year, then I have the real estate. I can build the structure. I have the land. Twitter's well beyond that now. You know, it's 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 an amazing resource to use. And I think that you're going to get a lot out of it. It is basically taking that LinkedIn idea we talked about a couple weeks ago. Taking that LinkedIn idea, LinkedIn, LinkedIn idea. I need more coffee. Taking that LinkedIn idea and basically making it like a more casual environment. Really a lot more casual environment. Okay, You're going from uh, the university classroom to the coffee shop, to the bar. That's what it's like. I want you to think of Twitter as like after you're done teaching a class or after you're done taking a class and everyone goes to the bar or everyone goes to the coffee shop and just hangs out. Start your day on LinkedIn, end your day on Twitter. That's a good way to think about it going forward. It's a great resource. I want you to use those hashtags though. Whatever you're into, sit down and make a list of whatever you're into and then just put hashtag in front of it and look it up on all these sites. You'll be surprised how many people are actually doing the same thing. And then you can add them to your list. Say, here's my list of historians. Here's my list of archivists. Here's my list of people who like the Muppet show. Here's my list of people who like Anthony Bourdain, whatever it may be. And utilize that to your advantage. Get involved in the conversation. As long as you're doing it in a positive way and you're creating value for someone else, you're not going to go wrong. Are you going to run into trolls? Yes, you are. But you know how to handle them. You ignore them. You block them. 
You move on. Life's too short. You're a historian. You're not a therapist. Life's too short for that. Just move on. That's very important too. So between Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, between those four podcast episodes that I've given you, which basically are two hours, two and a half hours of insights into these different platforms, you should be able to get started and get your brand out there, get your name out there, whatever niche you do, and create something and have fun doing it and reach out to people you never thought you would reach out to. Say hello to them. Let them know you like their book. Let them know you like the tour you just got at their historical site. Tag these locations. Let's say you go to Fort Sumter in Charleston Harbor. You go to that NPS site, you check it out, you take some photos, put them up on Twitter and tag them in the post. Say, hey, it was great to go to, and then at, and then whatever Fort Sumter is, and tag that person or that place in there. And then they see, oh, this person was just here. That's awesome. Wonder what they do. And then they click on uh, on what you're doing, who you are. It's fantastic. Because you can tag people in your post. You can tag people in the photos. Just like I told you in Instagram. Where you're tagging people in the photos. You can do the same on Twitter. You can tag people in the actual post or the photo. And make a difference. And show people where you were. Direct people to different places. That's very powerful. It's a powerful resource. And it's all in the palm of your hand. And it's all free. For you to utilize. Believe me. I don't really have a marketing budget. When I can throw $10 at an Instagram ad buy or something, I do it. But 99% of what I do is free as far as marketing is concerned. So I'm giving you advice on how to do it for free to move forward. The only thing holding you back is yourself. And far too often, and I said that this morning on a, on a live event on my Twitch channel, far too often we don't create something because we're afraid of the judgment of others. And we need to get over that. We need to stop worrying about pleasing everybody. You need to start thinking about, I want to talk about this, and I want to do it in this manner, on this platform. And whatever someone says about it, is fine. You have to do it for yourself, and do it in a way that's authentic to you. When you can do that, that's huge. And in my opinion, you've won. Because you're doing it your way. That is very, very important. And I want to go away with that resonating in your head. Stop worrying about the judgment of others when it comes to what you do and how you do it. What matters is, are you happy with the product you're putting out there? And when I say product, I mean the content. Documenting your journey. Are you happy with that? Is that your authentic tone? Is that your authentic self? If you say yes to those questions, that you're happy with it, and then it's your authentic self, you have nothing to lose. Nothing. Because that's who you are. When you try to put on a front, people will see right through it. When you try to fake it till you make it, you will lose. Keep that in mind when you go online. So, those four apps, those four platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter... 
should be in your pocket right now. And you should get involved in the conversation as quickly as possible. You're going to enjoy it as long as you put enjoyment into it. Happiness in, happiness out. And that is the main thing going forward. My friends, it's time for you to market yourself in whatever way you wish. You have a niche. You have an interest in something. You can do that for free across so many platforms and reach thousands and thousands of people. And you could make a difference in one person's life. I may have 84,000 people seeing my tweets every month, but if I reach out to one person and prove to them that they can do it, then that's fine with me. I don't, you know, that that number's huge. Just give me that one person who says, you know what, I've heard you say that you did a podcast and made me want to do a podcast. I heard you say I wanted to be, that you were on LinkedIn and I should be on LinkedIn too and now I'm there. That's huge to me. That's one of the biggest thank yous you could give me. But I want to thank you for always supporting the brand in some way, whatever that may be, whether you've been here from the start or whether you just started listening. I really do appreciate it. It means a tremendous amount to me. And going forward, we're going to be doing a lot more. Yes, there's going to be interviews. Yes, there's going to be historical content. But I want to talk to you about how we're doing history now and how you can do history and how you can make a difference. I think we need more of that. I think we need to showcase that you have a voice and that you should lend that voice to the masses. So with that in mind, go forward with those four platforms first. And then we'll move on to other things. And you're going to really enjoy it. And remember, I did a podcast on podcasting. Go check that out as well. If you get those four sites down and then you start a podcast, oh, that's when it really gets good. You're going to love it. And I'll be so proud, you won't even realize it. You probably will never realize it because I don't know when we're going to get a chance to meet because of this pandemic. But I hope we get to meet every one of you one day. But it's going to be great. And you're going to do well. So with that, take care, my friends. I will speak to you next week. I'm not quite sure what I'll talk about yet. Uh, but I'll, I'll come up with something really good uh, to give you some value and to have you understand what's going on out there in the public history world at this time during this pandemic. All right? Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please go like my pages. I'm over on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. Wherever you're online, go look me up. Just look up the Tattooed Historian. You will find me. What would really be huge for me is if you go over and you give my my Twitch channel a follow. That would be fantastic. I would love it if you got in there because we have great chats going on over there every week. I'm on there like three or four days a week playing games or I'm just chatting with people And we're talking about the history field. We're talking about public history. We're talking about museums. We're talking about academia. We're talking about sports. We're talking about art, music. There's all kinds of stuff going on over there on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash The Tattooed Historian. Please go give it a like. We got over 150 people over there hanging out right now. Would love to have you there as well. So take care, everybody. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.